no better way to get better at football than playing football. So, like, you know. Taylor's going to finish it! I've always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there and I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. Ryan, end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it! Oh, what a Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts Cast, part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo, Colts Nation, what up? What up, what up? In the last episode, who we talk about, Jamal? Young man by the name of Anthony Richardson. Yeah, it, it, we got a lot of good feedback from it. Mm-hmm. It seems like I... I a lot of people like Anthony Richardson. It really seems like that. Um, a lot of people don't, and that's fine. That's fine. We were just trying to make a great case for him. Um, we 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 really highlighted his strengths, uh, try to limit his weaknesses, try to make him a likable candidate, you know, for the Colts offense. I know for the Colts offense, we do have some news before we get into our main segment. You know, we just we just got Cam Turner. He's the mm-hmm. new quarterbacks coach. You know, he he worked over there with uh, Kyler Murray. I think he's he's worked with Cam Newton before too. So two dual threat quarterbacks. So that doesn't. I at first I was like, okay, that 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 gives me indication they want somebody who's mobile, who who's going to be able to be a runner uh, in the playbook. But really. After what uh, the the Steichen and Ballard little presser they did, I really think that there's no clear indication right now. Um, I think we'll know more in a month or so, but right now I I think anyone is up for grabs. You know they're they're talking about not trading up. It, it, it's all smoke until until we actually get to the draft. But offensive side of the ball, you know we retain Reggie Wayne. You know Colts favorite. I, I think that's a that's a good retainment. Uh, Jim Bob Cooter, of course. We got DeAndre Smith, running backs coach from Gi- the Giants. Uh, Tony Sprouner Jr., offensive line coach as well. I think from the Giants. Um, and then Todd Manning to to round out our tight ends coach. We retained Gus Bradley. So uh, it, it it's looking bright for Colts Colts Nation right now. Yeah, it sure is, man. Colts Nation is just doing what they have to, or I should say the leadership in Colts Nation is doing what they have to do just to make this thing. They're trying to right this ship, and and I can't I can't fault them one bit. You know, Chris Ballard, he always plays a poker hand. He's never going to give too much away. Um, so I think that he's definitely playing the game smart. Like you mentioned, it's a lot of smoke right now. And he, he's been very vague. You know, he, he's he's kind of gone. All, he's played with the reporters as they've asked him these questions. And and that's that's what we want to see. You don't want to show your hand, especially at a time like this where we know how crucial it is. And, and the Bears basically have every team in the NFL in their back pocket right now. So I think Ballard's playing is smart. Um, and, and I think that the right decision will be made. Uh, and, and, and as far as coaching goes, man, I'm just I'm happy to see that the weapons that need to stay are staying and some of the weapons that that should go should go. Um, I, I think they're making the right move by keeping Reggie around. He's he's definitely grown to know some of these players over this this year. I know he's helped out with the team even a little bit before he was the actual official coach. So that's that's kind of what you want to see. They they people want stability. Um, and, and why not keep a vet in there who you know is going to work as hard as he can to make some of these guys as good as they can. Um, so I, I like what I like what Shane's doing, and I, I think that Ballard is trying his best to right this ship as much as he can. So. Yeah, don't want to show that poker hand. Yeah, I, I really, I, a lot of people think it's Bryce Young, but 
you know, anyway. Yeah. It, we, we, we can go down that rabbit hole all we want to. <laughs> I know, right? But hey, hey, but but before we get started, Eric, I, I just want to remind everybody in Colts Nation, just in case you didn't listen throughout the entire episode, last episode, we broke some news for y'all. And we, we told everybody here that not only are the is the NFL combine going on, all the prospects are in town. Everybody's here to show their show their skills. But Colts Nation, the Colts cast will be live in the building on Saturday. Mm. Watching the quarterbacks go. I'll be there. Uh, Eric, I wish you could be here, man. But, you know, we're going to hold it down for uh, for the for the Colts cast as much as we can. So anybody in Colts Nation, if you're going to be out there, comment on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, wherever. Let let me know. I love to meet some of you guys and, and you know, just just shoot the uh, shoot the breeze for a few minutes with everybody. Just say hi. So if you're going to be there, you know, drop a comment. Let us know. Uh, I'll be there. I think it's from like 11 to 8, so I'm not sure if you can leave in and out. So I'll probably end up being there all day. It'll be a long day, but it'll be a good time, man. We're going to see a lot of quarterback uh, action going on. So just let us know if you're going to be there. I'm looking forward to meeting some people. I wish I could be there, man. Yeah. Make me jealous. <laughs> I'll be watching from my TV. For sure. um, might be out somewhere, but I'll I'll be sure to check in. Oh, yeah. Look, let's, let's get into our main segment. Um, you know. Like I said, we we talked about Anthony Richardson last episode. Uh, you know, I I, <laughs> I want to say like when we were doing that episode, it made me really feel like Anthony Richardson was the one. So, mm-hmm. but I need to get out of that bubble real quick. We're we're talking different things right now. So um, today we're gonna do the exact same thing. But for someone, a lot of fans have been requesting from us. I'm excited about this one, man. I'm I know. Excited. This your boy. This your yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah. Look, enter Hendon Hooker. Talk to him. Again, think of us as car salesmen this episode. We're going to do everything today to make the case on why you should buy into the Hendon Hooker hype. Uh, Jamal, I, 6'4", 215. Passes the eye test. Passes the mm-hmm. eye test. It's good. Very good. Holds mm-hmm. up. Um, but look. Do you, do you want to go over the cons first? Get that out of the way, and then yeah. talk about yeah the 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 really good parts of Hen and Hooker for sure. Let's get the stuff that people that people gripe about. Let's get it out of the way. Yeah, Not I would say two warts that stick up to me, and it's it's very obvious. So one is the injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, towards ACL late in twenty twenty two season against none other than the South Carolina Gamecocks, unfortunately. Uh, that means he really won't be able to participate in the NFL combine, really. You know, they're gonna have to check that knee out. So that's mm-hmm. really gonna be the big news. Like, is that knee good to go? Because I've I've heard rumors that he could be ready by training camp, like near the end of it. That's really good news because oh, yeah. people were expecting him to miss basically his whole rookie year. But you know, ACL tears aren't the end of someone's career. We've seen a lot of great players have torn ACLs and bounce back wonderfully. Like, um, for example, Tom Brady. Yep. Joe Burrow. Yep. Rob Gronkowski. Like, yep. It, the list goes on. Um, it, it's not a, it's not a, you know, be all end all. So yeah, he tore his ACL, but I, I, I think that that's the one ward that people are like, uh, Man, he he's injured, and it was really late into the college, you know, season. So it just sucks. Yeah, it it definitely does suck. You know, we don't want to see anybody go through an ACL tear. We know that's a long, strenuous process. But there are a couple things about that that people have to remember. 
this day and age, man, it's 2023. The technology that these guys have, the strength and conditioning, the the exercise science that has been that has evolved over this time puts these guys at top top notch facilities, top notch rehab, top notch surgeons. These guys are getting the absolute best treatment. Doesn't ACL tear suck? Absolutely, but I guarantee you, he got everything that the University of Tennessee and all the hospitals in Knoxville and any or any other hospital he went to, he got the absolute most world-class um, uh, experience while he was there to get him back on, on target. Uh, and, and, you know, and I, I know you mentioned Eric, like you said that some of the big time players have had these injuries. When I think of, you know, the Odell's and, and these guys who maybe haven't really jumped back into the game from their ACL injury. I also remember that someone like Odell is a wide receiver. His job is to put pressure on that thing 110 miles an hour every single play. Hooker, on the other hand, is a quarterback. He doesn't have to scramble every play. He doesn't have to run, you know, a fly route every day or a drag or dig or anything like that. He can stand in the pocket and be mobile when he needs to be. So does that ACL tear hurt him? Absolutely. You know, we're not going to sit here and sugarcoat that. But it is not the end of the world because he is not at a position to where, and I know it's a non-contact injury, you know what I mean? I know that it can happen to anybody, any position. But he's not having to make some of these elusive cuts uh, or be explosive with speed the way the running back will or or the linebacker or the receiver or the cornerback. So um, I don't really hold this too, too far against him. He can bounce back from that. Hmm. I hear you. I, I, I completely agree. I, I will say, because we'll get into it later, his mobility, mm-hmm. one of the biggest strengths he had. Mm-hmm. But the, the other con and... We all know this is rather, this is argument, you know, the age. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. He's a rather older prospect. Would you, would you not agree? Yeah. 25. He just turned 25 in January though. So we can't sit here. January 27th, I think. So, I mean, call it what you want. He's going to be 25 and a half when he steps on the field. For sure. Yeah. And he's coming off a major injury. Mm -hmm. What if he's not ready to play his rookie year? Like, can you spend a first round pick on him? I think that's the question because his stock was soaring pre-injury. Yeah, it was. You, you remember we were, we were like, all right, we, yeah. we wanted to give him and Hooker a look. My man was there. Uh, he had Tennessee at number one in the nation when they went against Georgia. Exactly. Then you have to take in. So, like, the big thing about age to me is that age-adjusted production. So he's been playing college football for what five years now, six yeah. years maybe. You know, I expect him to to rip up eighteen year old freshmen, things like that. Like it's in effect. It's really hard for me to sit here and say I won't take the younger twenty one year old CJ Stroud, who dominated the competition at his age, which straight up talent versus years of experience in college. So that that's the one weakness about Hooker that we're all gonna have to come to terms with, like. Yes, he can still like we we've seen older prospects, very few of them, you know, perform well in the pros. Um, even across many sports, like NBA, Damian Lillard, you know, he was older. He 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 got drafted as a senior, one of the mm-hmm. best point guards, things like that. But you don't see that often. It's it's usually the younger younger guys getting drafted. So, you want to know a fun fact about Damian Lillard? I don't think I ever told you this, Eric. This guy I used to work with. His son actually held the record for most threes at Weber College uh, before Lillard came there and played. He broke his record. Lillard broke his record uh, when he was in college. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real cool guy. Yeah, both of them are nice. Yes, but yeah, yeah. He's told me all about Crazy. how he met Dame once he broke the record and all that stuff. It was pretty dope. 
Um, anyway, <laughs> but back to awesome. football. <laughs> yeah, back to football. No, I know. 25 years old. You know, I know we can go down this rabbit hole all day long. I do think that is an old age to be there, um, you know, for, for what it's worth in the NFL. But at the same time, going, I'm just going to counter it with exactly what you just said, where he has that experience of carving up these young guys. Um, again, that also means to me when he is in the league, he's going to take a little bit less work than some of these guys who only had one year, Anthony Richardson, who only had one true year of playing because he doesn't, he's, he's been developed. He's, he's perfected his craft for what it's worth. I won't say perfected, but he's molded what he needed to during these times uh, of being in college. So I also think that we're not going to have the situation where we have a, a rookie Josh Allen where he's still making all these mistakes. Now we need to fine tune this. And then by second, third year, he's bouncing out. I think he's more of a plug and play guy where he can come in at this 25 years of age, pending his knee, obviously, but he can come in and, and be poised in the pocket, do some of these things that you need to do more than what maybe, maybe a Will Levis or an Anthony Richardson would come in and do. I can't really, I don't really want to bring in the, the CJ Stroud or the Bryce Young because I know that both of those guys are poised and they are a cut above their class. But when I think of the level, you know, of, of two, like those guys are, and I don't mean this in any kind of way, but like when I sit them in a level, I may say they're more of an, an elite college. You know what I mean? For what it's worth versus the AR and, and the Will Levis uh, where Hendon can come right in there and he's not going to, I don't think he will take as much time as to develop some of that poise and some of that, the, 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 the tools that Levis is going to have to work on or some of the things that AR is going to have to work on. So that's kind of where I counter his 25 years of age uh, to, to be, not a benefit, but a, a more of a non-factor for me. Well, yeah, he's he's got the experience. Something yeah. the you know AR definitely doesn't have. Will Levis has an extra year, uh, so yeah, he he's got more experience in college. But you know, it's college and pros are a little different. So sure. I will say that. What 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 do you think the odds are of him going in the first round? What what if I told you it was like plus seven hundred? Would you take it? <sighs> the only who re- we're talking about a former. SEC offensive player of the year, even with an ACL tear. Just remember that. Um, uh, the only, I would take it because I have faith in Hidden Hooker, but I, I think that it won't happen simply for the fact of the ACL tear, and people don't know where he stands right now. If he could have participated this weekend, I would definitely say I think his his stock would go up, even though they're throwing against you know air and against receivers that are not, in the words of Chris Ballard, receivers that they typically don't throw with. Um, I know that doesn't show too much, but I definitely think he could prove something. He can prove that that knee is working. He can prove his mobility, but simply for the for the fact that he can't do that this weekend, I think he falls to a second to third round pick. Ooh, yeah. So I guess you're not taking that bet. I I would because I I personally feel like he can. I just don't think the rest of NFL Nation will think that, and I say that only because. It is such a, and I know that we are not insiders. We don't have this. We don't have these relationships that some of these guys have. But I look at it as such a thing that once, once the, the journalists and some of these and these other guys start to pick who they want based off of their inside intel, that's it. That's the end of the discussion. Hendon Hooker, once he got that ACL tear, his conversation was done. There was no more Heisman talk. They, no one cared about SEC Player of the Year. No one cared what he did against Bama. All that stuff that went out the window. All of a sudden, it turned to the Anthony Richardson show and the Will Levis show. Two guys who, again, you know, for what it's worth, you can look at their stats and say whatever you want to. But everyone just set him down into a box. Now, I think if they would have elevated him and still kept him in the 
in the reins of he can still bounce back from this. Sure, he could probably be a first round pick, but I think that they've kind of put him under wraps and, and tucked him away in a deep, deep, dark place and, and just kind of threw him to the wolves. And at this point now, they're looking elsewhere. But I, I personally will take that bet. I will make that bet. I'm not going to lie to Eric because I trust him. Yeah. I would make that bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, our sponsor. Because NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay, parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back, just like that. You know, we got a lot of NBA left. Um, Mm -hmm. We got some teams trying to make the play-in, teams trying to survive and make a higher seed in playoffs. You're going to get a lot of tough basketball going into the the, the final stretches. That's that's what I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm rocking out. I'm sorry, I was going to tell you that I rocked out with KD last night, his, his opening night with uh, with Phoenix, and I'm going to keep on rocking out until you can show me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> KD is on Phoenix now. He had a pretty efficient night. Uh, download yeah. the app now and sign up with code TPPN. New, cost- new customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Eric, I, hate- I got a, I, I yeah, got a go, question go, for you, man. Go ahead, but I, I hate that we start off with Hen and Hooker on a bad note. But yeah, I know. On. And now, now I want to talk that good talk. I just want to read this ex- excerpt from you. This is off of um off of uh NFL.com. They're talking about his draft stock. First off, you know, they have him at a prospect grade of 6.23, will eventually be a starter. Of course, we have talked about in the past. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. They don't mean anything. We we've seen we've seen crazy stuff. But, but you I love just want to bring it up, boy. God, I do. I do. Because, because man, people hating on him. I want to show them why they he got this Aaron talent. Donald would be they... a backup. But go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's wild. All right. I'm just gonna read this episode. Just listen, everybody. Just listen, Colts Nation. Remember, Hooker took over a Tennessee job in 2021, 11 starts, 13 games. He ranked third in FBS passing efficiency, 181.4, fourth with averaging 9.72 yards per attempt. So almost throwing, almost attempting a first down per throw. Um, 200 or 68% completion rate, threw for just under 3,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, and three interceptions. Now we, we 140 passes without interception during that season. That's pretty good. Especially coming from a guy who was at Virginia Tech and didn't do too much while he was there. Boom, we jump him to this year right here. Uh, he comes into the year early Heisman favorite. Eventually, he won, like I said, the SEC Offensive Player of the Year, even with that ACL tour, uh, tear. Uh, third team, AP All-American. He threw for 3,135 yards, 69.6% completion rate, 27 touchdowns against two interceptions, and rushed for 430 yards. Averaging 4.1 yards a carry and five touchdowns in 11 games. Um, I mentioned that because he also, you know, of course, we know that Tennessee had the top rank in offense uh, in yards per game and points scored and still averaged just under 10 yards a pass attempt. So I, 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 I and that's by Chad Ruder, so I want to give him his credit. I, I mentioned all that stuff because, dog, those are those are high flying numbers. You know, when I think of that stuff, you efficiency for one, he's not he he's still sixty nine point six percent in twenty twenty one, and then sixty eight. What did I say? I'm sorry, sixty eight percent in twenty twenty one and sixty nine point six percent in twenty twenty two. 
that's almost 70 percent of passes. My man is sitting there finding his reads and, and wanting to just give it to them. That's efficiency. That's what I wow. want to see. What? Go ahead. You're going to mention Jalen? <laughs> you going to mention him? Huh? I, go ahead. That, go ahead. It. No, no. I, uh, no, hold on. We're, we're talking about Hennon Hooker. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. And 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 I, it's, it's the same conversation I would have if I said Marvin Harrison Jr. was out there. If you're throwing to him, he better catch it. Yes, I know. I, I know. It. I, I know, but I know you're thinking about Hyatt. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to remember, this is all. I mean, he 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 didn't play every game this season. Uh, but also, like I said, he you know he's he mentioned Eric earlier about his mobility. He still rushed for 430 yards, averaging 4.1 yards attempt. So that's what I like to see as well. Um. Uh, when I look at Tennessee's red zone efficiency, Eric, well, they go to the red zone 67 times this, this past season, 63 scores, 35 rushing touchdowns, 18 passing touchdowns, 10 field goals. That's a 0.940%. You know the two teams who did better than them this season? Georgia and Ohio State. What do you know? Eric, mm-hmm. I, when, I, when I think about that, and I know I can't blame, I can't give Hendon all the credit, but as the quarterback in this day and age, as we know, the quarterback is the one who gets all all the glory, and they get they get all you know all the bad stuff. So I have to think that he led his team, the games he was in, to this to this high percentage. When they were on the field, they were getting to the end zone every single, almost every single time they 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 got the ball, and that's what you got to see in a team. That's that's what a leader does for me when I think of Hendon, a person who's going to sit back there, he's going to throw the ball efficiently, he's going to run it when he needs to. He can still roll out a little bit and get this ball to where it needs to go. Um, so when I Hendon to me is that pocket presence that you want, who can sit there be mellow. He's not afraid to take a hit, and he will sit there and make sure that pass gets to where it needs to go. I can't say that about every other quarterback. You know, when I look at some of these other guys, they 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 try to evade the pressure and they just break down and, and dart off whether or not the players developed or not. And I and I've read a lot of stuff about Tennessee's offense. People were saying, "Oh, well they run such a wide spread, you can't even see their players on on the field." You know, like whenever they're doing a game shot, their their uh, receivers are literally on the sideline so they're hitting at the bottom of the screen or the top of the screen. Yeah, that just means the defense has to figure out who they want to guard. That that I mean, obviously it's an advantage for the offense, but that's the defense coordinator's job is to figure out a way to break that scheme. That doesn't mean he has any upper advantage against anybody else. A good defensive backs and and safeties are going and a good defense coach is going to make those adjustments to that. He took the weapons he had again with Jalen and some other guys, but more importantly Jalen, and he they figured out a way to be efficient with what was there. So I think that he can bring that knowledge into a team like the Colts, where he will have the staff around him to just come in. And, and dominate to where he needs to be. He can run it when he needs to. We can still do the RPO when we have JT beside him. We still have receivers who can go for the deep ball because we know he loves that deep ball. He can throw a nice, nice, strong deep ball. One of the things I kind of saw when I was watching review and film from him, especially in the Alabama game, some of his short passes, they were some darts and they were overthrown. Um, again, I, I would like to think that a lot of it was nerves against the Alabama team. Same thing with Georgia, uh, you know, but I'm not using that as an excuse because you're going to be playing against top tier defense in the NFL as well, especially if you want to get to the Super Bowl. You know, you got to be going against good defense. But those are things that can be corrected. You know, what I'm saying you can teach him to, to be a little more poised or trust trust what's going on. Um, he doesn't have, in my opinion, a lot of things that we have to go in and fine tune and make better. So. I, I just think that he he could be what you want him to be in a perfect situation. Yeah, I 
look, <laughs> what you read off was, I mean, he he has some great numbers. The 32 to 2 mm-hmm. touchdown to interception ratio, I mean, that's prolific. And then we saw we we watched that game toe to toe against Alabama. That was that was one of the greatest college mm-hmm. football games this season. Uh, he what did he go twenty one for thirty three hundred eighty five yards five touchdowns one interception fifty six yards on the ground beautiful. He made great throws. He made smart throws. Like you said, like he he will stand back there. He will make like you you talked about efficiency. He's gonna make sure he's gonna make these accurate throws. Um, deep ball like I. <laughs> He, he's got to be one of yeah. He's got to be one of the better deep ball throwers in 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 this draft. You know, he, he's putting his receivers not only on the deep ball, but he's putting his receivers in a great spot to catch the ball, and you know, operate that space, get that yards after catch. Very accurate quarterback, like you said. I I I am not going to argue with that. He's he's got to be top three in this draft. Um, short to intermediate game, I thought is on point two. There's a lot of pros about him. Yeah, a lot of things to like. Um, like you said, seventy percent completion rate throughout college. The mechanics are there as well. The throwing motion looks very fluid. Like com- compared to the the other quarterbacks that we have uh, mechanics issues with, the footwork is consistent. It can always be better, but. Like oh, you sure. said, Jamal, I, I completely agree. I wouldn't be worried about him like I would like a Levis or Richardson who's who's very inexperienced, who who needs a lot of work, you know, a lot more work than Hendon Hooker. And I think that's where that experience comes into play. That 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 aids him in in a sense. So all around, I, I believe Hendon Hooker's great. Um, you know, if he never got injured, I, I think this would be you know first round draft sure. prospect. No question, right? No question. Um, I think another thing that, because you were talking about the Tennessee offense and how they operated, I think that gives me another worry too. I, I won't say a con like we said the other two, but you know they used a lot of vertical spread offense all the time. That's college. Yeah, they they stretch the defense. They create a lot of space. You know, make your talented receivers like Cedric Tillman like. Uh, Jalen Hyatt go 1v1 and make plays get your playmakers out there oh and not to mention we got Hendon Hooker out there who I haven't even touched on his mobility aspect yet but he's got the Jets he's got legs and it seems underrated because nobody talks about it now because he has been injured but no that man (laughs) yeah I I seen this man not only is he like the accelerations there um <laughs> mobility is just I, I I think is top notch. Yeah. Um takes off with quick acceleration. Saw him stiff arm a Missouri defender in <laughs> one game. I mean, he keeps the playbook open for the Colts, just like a lot of these QBs would. You know, I <laughs> I there's a lot to like about him and Hooker, but back to the offense and how you know that vertical spread. I just think the NFL is a completely different beast. You can't you can't run spread all the time like Tennessee did. You know, defenders are just more, much more faster. They're more athletic. But this is where I think coaching becomes a crucial part of it. So if we do get a Hendon Hooker and we know he's good in that system, okay, well, we got to get him still in the right system in the NFL. Uh, we got to get the right designed offense around him. We got to make sure we employ some spread offense because he, he really like, he like, he like to operate in that. 
but we got to throw in some other things, you know, you know, make it work for that quarterback. And we know Shane Steichen is about that life. So that's why I'm not too worried about that, but I understand analysts and scouts concern about that, that you can't just sit there and shotgun all the time, you know, lining up four or five receivers out wide with like five linemen, like it, it's a little scary for your quarterback too when you got you know the, these great pass rushing teams coming at you. Um, so, not too worried about that, but it is a, a concern there. You know, you have to mention it. And um, but other than that, Jamal, Hennon Hooker, he he looks pretty polished. That's I, I think that's a good word for him. Good adjective. Yeah, that, that's that's a great adjective for him. And, and, you know, it does suck that they were so successful in that widespread. So we never had to see him adjust, you know, to really anything um, because it, it was it was efficient. It worked. So yeah. it does suck that we never got a chance to see that because I, I would love I think that will be, again, another huge point for him. If we would have been able to see on paper or on film how they were able to go and make a second half adjustment, maybe go to more pro style and they see him still be able to work in the way he does. Yeah, because you talked about his progressions. I mean, it, it was a one read. It was just like, mm-hmm. oh, hi, it's open. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, oh, Tillman beat him on that breaking <laughs> round. Like, it, it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it was it different. Wasn't really, it was different. <laughs> yeah, like he, he didn't really have to work through progressions. Like, he's going to have to do that in the NFL. Um, you know, the ability to do that, I, I think you have to build your offense around him, give him, you know, get him developed uh he needs some experience in the nfl and and that's where that age factor comes into like you know how how long until he gets to that good level like 28 it it, that that's probably where it scares me off but other than that like hen and hooker like i said polished like look he might not be ready as rookie year let's be honest yeah for sure but give him some time to pull it together I mean, there's a lot of appeal, uh, barring any injury setback. Right. He's someone I would classify, I think you would too, as a safer pick, right? Yeah. 100%. He's a safer pick, uh, you know, full recovery, high floor with that dual threats skill set. I feel like we didn't touch on his mobility a lot, but I think it is underrated. Um, but, you know, I, I, accuracy, deep ball passing good mechanics good decision making i like it i like what he did with the volunteers i hate that mascot what, what is it <laughs> i know <laughs> anyway i i just don't think uh, his ceiling is crazy high like some of the other qbs but if ballard really thought the other top qb prospects in this draft wasn't worth the time and he traded back and acquired more picks the guy to get is hendon hooker right Oh, yeah, man. Listen, Colts Nation loves Rocky Top as much as they want to admit the last quarterback we had that came from Tennessee goes by the name of uh, Peyton Manning. So I think Colts Nation would like to see in this little Rocky Top uh, here. But yeah, like you said, dog, I mean, just in all seriousness, 100%, you know, I, I know that at the position where the Colts have the number four pick and it's probably not in Steichen nor Ursay. Uh, I mean, definitely probably not so much in Ballard at this point to, to trade back, you know, just get some extra picks. I If we were at a solid... 10 11 12 i could see ballard maybe saying something like that let's go ahead and we can figure out a way because we're not gonna we're not gonna get any of these probably won't get any of these first four you know so let's go ahead and focus on what what's next and i think that hendon would 100 percent be my pick if i were ballard because all those things do weigh 
you know, they, 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 they weigh heavy. And, and I do think that again, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think, I don't see it taking him three years to figure that stuff out. I see for sure a season of learning, you know, the ins and outs, but as someone who has again, played in college for so long, he probably understands, you know, just that the game itself. Um, I think that he will be willing to understand and make those adjustments that are needed. I mean, shoot, when I talk about somebody who's dedicated to the game, when he got injured, he could have been at home chilling for the rest of the season. My man was on the sideline every single game after he had surgery out there hobbling around. He he wanted to be a part when they went to the Orange Bowl. He was there like he wanted to still be a part of this team, even though he knew he physically couldn't be a part of this team. So there's no doubt in my mind he was still in the building. Obviously, I know he's in college, so he's still on campus, but he's still in the building, probably at quarterbacks meetings or on the Zoom call at quarterbacks meeting, trying to learn stuff, trying to figure out, trying to still perfect his craft and help out the other quarterback who was in at the time. So I think that he probably has the drive and the will to want to be there. It's going to be the matter of who wants to take a chance with him, who's going to want to do it. And and like you said, I I, I think Ballard – if he could and it was up to him, I do think that would be something he would do. Where he would like to get those extra picks and take someone like him because that's a diamond in the rough to me. I think that's going to be that diamond in the rough pick that some team is going to get. Don't know who some team is going to get. And they're, they're going to they're gonna end up with, you know, with a nice little piece with the right system around him and, and with the right coaches around him. Not so much the system, but the coaches who can teach him to do what he needs to do. Um, so would you want him? Yeah, okay, absolutely. If, if Ballard, if Ballard absolutely. trades back the fourth pick, yeah. let's say gets the 11th, then also gets a 2024 first round pick, you're taking it? I'll be on uh, Fanag's buying my jersey the same time as soon as they say <laughs> his name. I'll be right there. Yeah, I wanted him all season long. And then when this happened it. and his stock went down, I was like, yo, I still want him. I still want him. That's what I'm talking about. I, for one... I can't say I'd be mad. I'd be a little disappointed. Yeah. But um, just because, like, uh, Hennon Hooker, he, like I said, there's a good case for him. But in the spot we're in, I think you got to, you got to take a shot at some of the other top guys right now, the ones that we have more information about. For sure. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad about, Trading back, get some more picks, take a hen and hooker. We've seen what he can do. He was about to be a first round pick before the injury. So it's like, really? Yeah. It he might really be that diamond in the rough. And yeah, I think he's getting, you know, discarded. But I that's that's what injuries will do, man. When you get it that late in the season, when you can't participate at your pro day, things like that, it it puts a damper on your stock. So it, it truly does, man. And the last thing I want to just talk about with that is like this makes me think that now, again, as we kind of see, especially with this NIL deals going on, I can see players taking even more and more and more because they don't know what's going to happen leading into their to them going into the draft. For one, if they're going to be, you know, a, a value pick. Um, but I mean, we look at these guys like the Bryce Youngs and these guys who have the Dr. Pepper commercials and all that stuff. They're going to hey man, get this money while you can, because you don't know what can mm-hmm. happen. One game again, that's a non-contact injury, ACL injury non-contact you can just be going for a little shift and boom you're down so it can it can take you out so i mean i would only imagine that from this point moving forward players are gonna monetize as much as they can while they're in college um you know and it's not so much about insurance plans anymore like it has been in the past for some of these players now it's about getting that cold hard cash with endorsements people are getting millions 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 just to just to come to their school it's crazy 
like these top recruits yeah these are i mean you're some of your children guys they they are absolutely <laughs> investments it, yeah. it's crazy and, and and that's really good for them because they deserve it they're the ones out there on the field you know working their ass off every single day you know go get it i, I, I do think it's good that these college athletes do get paid instead of the whole college and conferences and associations taking everything so for sure it's really good for them um but yeah get your money i oh, will yeah, say it's, that it's no longer under the table now man it's it's all pay my money up front you ain't gotta hide that that camaro you got now boy you get it <laughs> they can just pay you you get a sponsorship from chevy now yeah, no, yeah. bmw on the spot right yeah but hen and hooker i i do like I yeah do me like too it, i really do. and yeah i know that's your boy that's been your boy so Look, if it comes down to this, you know, if, if Ballard pulls a stunt like that, this is the guy I would want to go for. This is absolutely the guy. If, if, if you're going to trade back and get some picks, get you on Hendon Hooker. Call it a day. Sir. That's going to be it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Colts Cast. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Make sure to check Colts cast out at the NFL Combine. Not a day. We're going to be there all day. If you're there. If you're there. That's right. Have a good weekend. Take care, guys. Have a good weekend.